0: 5th line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now,
1: here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman.
0: What is up, everyone, and welcome to this, I believe, the 95th. We're getting closer, folks. We're eating Eking Up to 100, um, the 95th episode of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And I, we've talked on the show before about how like, we'll have like a really cool thing happen on weeks where we have like two games before we record another episode. So like the first game goes really super well, and then the second game goes poorly and we hop on and we're just big depresso. I really thought that was gonna happen tonight. (laughs) Like really thought. After we went down three to one? Was that Mm -hmm. what the margin was? When we went down three one tonight against the Buffalo Sabres after an incredible game against Washington on Tuesday. Days are hard. I was like, oh, this episode is gonna be big sad, even though we had such an amazing Tuesday
1: but no it wasn't. We for the second straight game in a row came back from being behind and won it in overtime against Buffalo this evening. Um so yeah, the Blue Jackets have started this road trip off pretty great. Um you know, we faced off against the Capitals on Tuesday and honestly like that was... I have to pull up what exactly happened. Um, I mean... Pretty... Pretty even... I mean, as Blue Jackets games go, this was pretty good the whole 60 minutes. Um,
0: Can I also just say, before we get too deep into the weeds of this game... Yes. The way that Alexander Ovechkin finds ways to skirt the NHL All-Star Game will never not be amazing to me.
1: Has he ever actually gone?
0: Yeah, he has. He actually was at the one in Columbus when, when the All-Star Game was in Columbus because my dad and I were convinced that he was plastered. We were like convinced that he was drunk off his ass during the skills competition. Uh, which I wouldn't blame him, but it was just so fascinating to (laughs) watch because he just seemed bombed. But I really did not think there was any way he was going to end up playing in this game based on the timeline of when he tested positive, like not going to the All-Star game, and then playing on Tuesday against the Jackets, but he was there.
1: Yeah, well, I guess – so he got to play against us, but he was not allowed to go and play in Canada, so
0: yeah, they still require ten days, I think.
1: Couldn't have kind of hold it out just a little bit longer for us, but that's fine. We still won, that's and he true. didn't, and he didn't score uh, I guess It's
0: Weird so. for Alexander Ovechkin when he plays the Columbus Blue Jackets because
1: it is weird. But that asshole Tom Wilson did end up scoring, so you know. In case anyone's curious, this is an anti-Tom Wilson podcast. Do not enjoy that, Heyman.
0: He is on my um, fantasy team. I will I, will I know he that.
1: is, and you should be ashamed of that.
0: You know, I, I have my moments. I come and go. Evander Kane is also on my team. If I find a way to win this, see, this, like, my, my team is full of everybody that my team should not be full of. I'll be the first person to admit that it is a um, morally unsound roster. And... Um, I yeah, like you got button. a real island
1: of misfit toys there, don't you? I, they're fitting okay right now.
0: For me, there's gonna,
1: there's gonna if you end up winning your division, there might be a, a you probably won't experience it, but I think the rest of us will hope that it leaves you with a bitter taste in your mouth.
0: I don't think it looks good, to be frank. <laughs> In terms of winning my division, but I do I do agree with the sentiment that I will have to answer for some of my sins.
1: Yes, but you know it happens. All's fair in love and fantasy hockey, I guess.
0: Well, before I took you off of your, yes, dive I was, into I was talking
1: about the the Blue Jackets game.
0: Yeah, and- right. So. Um- More power to you, my friend, to continue talking about the game against Washington on Tuesday.
1: I mean, like I said, not to to get into the too gritty of details, there's like two things that I want to talk about specifically. The Blue Jackets do end up winning um, with an incredible buzzer beater goal by Mr. Blue Jacket himself, Boone Jenner, um, you know, at the very end of the third period with 45 seconds left to go. Um, to let the Blue Jackets win 5-4. But aside from Boone's just incredible way to show up for his team, the two main points I want to talk about are, first of all, Trey fix Wolansky, welcome to the NHL, my friend. And welcome to your first ever NHL goal. And to the cutest Canadian parents ever.
0: Very Edmonton. It was very Edmonton, the vibe that I got from his parents. I was very okay with the energy that they were giving.
1: Also, I wonder if he's a little embarrassed about all the, like, zaddy things that are being said about his dad.
0: I'm sure he's getting chirped about it like no other in the <laughs> room. Like, that's just cruel. It's just cruel.
1: I mean, his thought is kind of cute, so... Great I mean, facial hair. I
0: mean, the beard's good. The beard is good.
1: But yes, Trey Fix Wolanski makes his NHL debut Tuesday against the Capitals. Um, he was super excited. He forgot to. He was so excited he forgot to uh, strap his chin strap when he took his first shift, and had to like quickly fix it um, on ice and was caught by the camera. So it was kind of adorable, but then goes and gets himself a goal in the second period or no, I'm sorry. In the third period. Um, and it was a pretty major goal for us. Like it gave us a lead, um, making it four, three in, in the third period. And then of course, Tom Wilson has to rain on, uh, Trey's potential of having the game winning goal, but you know, still a huge moment for him, for the team, for his family. Um, you know, so big ups to Trey. I'm excited that he's on this road trip with us. Um, so hopefully more things to come, which there are because he got, he got some fanciness tonight, too. But got then my what?
0: Got some fanciness. He did get some fanciness.
1: But, you know, I've been on an evolution of my love-hate relationship with Patrick Line. And, you know, you just gotta you just gotta love, you know, breaking down some of those Blue Jackets records as Patrick Line for the third game in a row scored two goals, becoming the first ever Blue Jacket to have multi-goal games. Um three in a row and he surpassed uh i can't remember what the exact stat is but he surpassed cam in a certain record
0: are you okay i didn't even know that are you good
1: (sighs) it hurts me but he did surpass cam um and yeah i think this is we're seeing the patrick line that we've been waiting for um since January 2021 finally coming to light and that's awesome. It is awesome for him, it is awesome for us. And you know, he didn't score tonight but he still got I think he got an assist. Um so he's continuing a point streak um and you know, there was a little bit of worry. He kind of wrenched something yesterday in practice, so everyone was Concerned that he wasn't going to be able to play this evening, but um, game time decision he did play, so we'll you know keep an eye on that to see if it keeps bothering him or not. But just just beams for Patrick Line and for Trey Fix Wolanski in Washington,
0: yeah. I don't know if any. Buddy who listens to this show listens to the AHL podcast I do with Dina and with, um, you know, our other friends over at Field Pass Hockey. But (laughs) when we talk to Trey Fixelansky, do you know what his pregame meal
1: is? Please tell me it's like french fries.
0: No, it's like... You know, chicken parm is like what you always hear, right? Like, people always say that. Like, it's like, oh, it's the perfect, whatever have you. Carbs. Yeah, carbs, protein. protein, Sure. He um, goes with chicken breasts and hot sauce and then does pasta but mixes red and white sauce. Oh! And that is his pregame meal. So you heard of your fo- well, second, actually. You, you're hearing it here, second. But, um, yeah, I was fascinated by that. I don't know.
1: Although, I will say I actually do that at Piada. See, I, make- I do that at Piata, but with pesto, not with red sauce.
0: Sure, I do it with the I don't even do it with, like, the typical red sauce. I do it with the Diavolo. Diabolo. Yeah. No,
1: so, that's okay. very... I love that he does chicken with hot sauce and then also mixes the two other. But hey, more power to him. I mean, it's got
0: acid reflux written all over it to me. I don't know. Like, maybe that's just like me thinking Oh, about
1: 100%. I'm always fascinated by what players eat before games. Cam, I'm sure he still does this, but Cam used to eat like, he used to have to have a bowl of oatmeal before games
0: yeah he probably is not eating you know handfuls of of billy <laughs> cheesesteak before games. Anyway,
1: anyway so, so Trey swanitski eats pasta before games like many players but I his also, is different.
0: this is also me and being somebody who this is off the rails who like if i have any sip of coffee during the day like i pee all day long um When they walk in with coffee in their hand, I'm like, how do you go a full period of hockey not having to piss immediately? Because that's my issue with coffee. I just, like, I can't even. I'm like, what are y'all doing?
1: I just think that you have a special set of circumstances.
0: (laughs) To be fair, nobody's ever told me that I do. (laughs) I just think that I am a hydrated king. But um, yeah, I I think so. Obviously, back to to what matters there is just like Trey Lasky, you know, an amazing game. Um, you know, even Brendan Gantz, like it felt it was good to see them get out there. But you know, even to the story to me, right, was was even before then. I was actually texting back and forth with with Dina just because the ice time there was just bad. <laughs> like, it was, like, so bad. Um, Trey fix played five minutes and 23 seconds in that game against Washington. Brendan Gons had 632. And I'm not saying kids first start in the NHL, like, throw them out there for 13 minutes. It's not at all what I'm suggesting. But, you know, there was a period of time. I think he was through 10 minutes. I think he'd only had, like, or no, excuse me, 10 minutes into the second period. So halfway through the game, he'd only played two and a half minutes it was just he he wasn't skating like he wasn't getting shifts and so you know tonight I was hoping the you know on Thursday to to see that improve a little bit and um and it did he, he was out there for 818 Brendan Gantz 845 uh so it was it was definitely improved and I think deserved deservedly so right like obviously these two showed that they were capable of creating offense when they're out there and that's exactly what they did
1: yeah and i think that that you know this is all part of this this puzzle that lars has to you know figure out as we have players you know swapping in and out with injury with covid you know with bringing other players um up from cleveland to potentially swap in um you know, it's just this and with figuring out and also adding in all of those elements to regular roster players that are struggling, like Jack rossovic Um and I mean Jack uh inadvertently with the help of a Buffalo player tonight got um his what is it, his eighth goal of the season. Yes, his eighth goal of the season to to start it out in Buffalo. But, you know, he's struggling. We've talked about it before. So it's hard. It's almost hard to put these two new guys on a line with Jack because it's like, is their playing time being affected by their performance or by who their line is made up of?
0: I think it's that one, right? Especially when you consider the fact that Jack is responsible for those defensive pieces of that equation and that's been the thing that's probably been the most highly criticized but you're right it just for him him to score I mean it's always good right like to have Jack score to give him an opportunity I mean he's I mean he's got points and I think four now in a row is what Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken so I mean he's he's generating and and I don't think that that's ever really been the big question mark of his game and so to that effect
1: whether whether or not his offensive generating is being overshadowed or evening out with his defensive faults.
0: Oh, I would say it's being more than overshadowed, right? Like I think that that is is probably your biggest reason for concern about about Jack Rosovic in the and fran- in, in the you know franchise in the organization right now. And and to that effect, you can't put somebody out there who think they're going to be a defensive liability. And to that extent, um. You know that does affect how often Gons and how often Fixlansky gets out there, um, because it, it does. Like right, like <laughs> you can't you can't have somebody on the ice; it's going to be a liability. But like I told you tonight, I mean, at least from the perspective of Trey Fixbalansky and Brendan Gons, I mean, both of them in both Tuesday and Thursday's game, you know, were were outchancing their opposing team, their opposing line. Like mad. I mean, it was almost 100 of the of the expected goal share in both games. It's just, it's just,
1: well, I think that that goes to show too, like the enthusiasm that the two of them have, and the the pre sort of pre not predetermined, but like the they came into this situation with an already established level of um comfortability with each other because. They were playing together in Cleveland and, you know, as we've said before, Cleveland is struggling, but there are players in in Cleveland that are having really good seasons and the two of them are absolutely on that list. Um, And so they have this chemistry already. So it's kind of like, no, not to be offensive to Jack, but like they're playing off of each other in order to prove that like hey lars if you want to like toss things around a little bit like you could put us with somebody else and like give us the opportunity like cuz they're i think they're trying to prove that like despite his despite jack's defensive you know issues that they can continue to produce And try and make up for those things. And maybe Lars will consider moving, you know, another center to their line. So, um, but yeah, they've both been played very crucial roles in these last two games. You know, like we said, we won in Washington, came to Buffalo tonight, looked dicey. Looked dicey when we um, ended the second period down 2-1, and then we're quickly down 3-1 at the start of the third. Um, but, you know, we rallied, damn it.
0: That would We it. rallied
1: and we came back. And, of course, that a big part of that push was um, Gontz getting his – it's obviously not his first NHL goal, but it is his first NHL goal as a Blue Jacket. It's actually his seventh NHL, NHL goal um, in his career. But that was a huge, a huge push for the whole team to watch him get his first goal as a blue jacket in such a crucial time where we're down three to one in the third period um, and looking, looking for that spark. And that spark helped reignite Mr. Oliver Bjorkstrand. Yeah. Ollie, Ollie breaks a very, very long dry spell. I think they said he hadn't scored in the last eight games. Eight games? Sounds right?
0: Yeah, uh, I think so.
1: And so Oliver ties up the game, um, making it 3-3, which was just, I mean, for the few Columbus fans that were there that you could see, they were... Losing their minds, and Buffalo fans were super pissed. Um, but you know, both teams tried really, really hard to get that fourth goal in regulation. Um, didn't happen. We had some pretty good chances, um, hit a couple of posts in those last few minutes after Oliver's goal. Um, but it does get pushed to overtime, and who knew? He can shoot to Mr. Jakub Vorchek. What was it, 19 seconds, 16 seconds into overtime? Wins it for the Blue Jackets with just a stellar, top cheese, nothing but net goal. Um, you know, with assists from Boone Jenner and Zach Ravinsky, Um, And we won.
0: We did win. We did win. And, you know, kind of like going back to that game tie angle that you mentioned, like, Oliver is that kind of player, right? Like Oliver is streaky. He he reminds me a lot of Cam in that way, like where, you know, he's not, you know, he's not the kind of guy who's going to remain a consistent goal scorer. I mean, like just thinking through, okay, so his last game with a goal before this January 20th, I think it's Philadelphia Um, before that, um, you know, went three games without scoring, four games without scoring, you know, scored two and three, um, but then went another seven, eight game stretch without scoring, went another six game stretch without scoring. Um, I, I mean, it just kind of is, is how he operates. And, and so once he finds a way to be more consistent with the goal scoring, it's just going to be nuts. I mean, I, I want to say that he, if I'm not mistaken, I saw something somewhere about who's hit the most posts in the NHL this season. And I want to say that him and Zach Wierenski. No, oh, it has were, to be. We're in the top five in the entire league. I mean, it's just like, they've been very unlucky in terms of their finishing for the both of them. And that's why they're both, you know, a little down in my opinion, in terms of goal scoring. But nevertheless, the other part of that play is, is Patrick Laine's assist. I mean, kind of to your point about, yeah, Jakob Vortex scores a goal and that's, not really what we talk about when we talk about Jakub Voracek. It's like, similarly, like people don't give Patrick Line enough respect as a playmaker as well. I mean, the guy's got just as many goals as assists on the season. And, and, you know, he's, he's looking good. He's damn near a point per game player. I mean, we're not talking enough about Patrick Laine um, and what he's done. I mean, we are because we're us, but like, I think that I, I think that there are not enough conversations about Patrick Laine happening. Um, you know, around the league. I think a lot of people are throwing him around as somebody who's just like, oh, yeah, like, he's trade bait for the Blue Jackets. No, he's not. Like, to me, like, in my opinion, like, he's not at all. Like, this is the kind of guy that, especially with the way he's playing right now, do you want to know something crazy? Hmm. He has only played 61 games as a Columbus Blue Jacket. And it obviously doesn't feel like that because of the way – That these seasons have worked, the timelines, his injuries, things, what have you, stepping away from high school a little bit.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just like it is just wild to me how few games he's played with the Jackets and um, just his impact on the team, even when you know it doesn't feel that way, even when he's struggling, um, he still finds a way to be really impactful. Like you said, three point night the other night. I mean, in the last. Um so he's on a point scoring streak of 5 games. In those 5 games, two assists against the Rangers, two goals against Montreal, two goals against Philadelphia or against Florida, excuse me, two goals and an assist against Washington and a goal or a assist, excuse me, against Buffalo. I mean, <laughs> the guy's got 10 points in 5 games. Like he's like <laughs> He's going stupid right now. And it's just I don't think it's we're talking about it enough. Um, and, and, I mean, you look at his career with the Jackets. I mean, he's got, what, about 45 points in his 60 games, 43, 47, whatever it is. I mean, he's good. He's good, and he's done good work with the team. Um, and, yeah, I think, um, you know, if he keeps it up, this team is going to find ways to win. If he keeps it up, this team is going to find ways to win. But as much as that matters to me right now, you know the other thing that just like matters incredibly to me in terms of winning? The Bengals
1: winning the Super Bowl.
0: The Bengals winning the Super Bowl. And my friends, I am about to give you a great deal uh, for our friends over at DraftKings, but I need, to make, I need you to make me a promise. I'm going to read the deal, and I'm going to tell you that you can vote or vote. Oh my God, I have a gambling problem, and I just said vote on any team. That's how tired I am. Um, you can put your money on any team. I'm not. I'm in good faith reading this to you, knowing that you're going to put it on the Bengals. In good faith, I'm saying that. So without further ado, um, the moment you've been waiting for since September, if you're anything like me, is here. And in honor of the big game, in honor of Super Bowl 56, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. There are no favorites of DraftKings, 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5, and you're going to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. And DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Can't win a championship in New York, but damn it, you can vote on one and you can bet on one. Say and vote again. Anyway, if Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sportsbook and football contests for Super Bowl 56. Um, new customers can get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit. So you're going to want to get over there, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older minimum. Age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. where prohibited gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line. 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-467-369. Now, I mean... Going away from Hope, Penny, after I said three, six, nine, all I could think of was three, six, nine. Damn, she fine. Oh, let me take it to you one more time. Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low. Get low. To the window, to the wall. Like why, why, why is there gambling addiction hotlines? Like why are they the most talked about? They're obviously doing something right. If you have a problem, you know what number you're calling. <laughs> like you do. Like, I know it's if I'm so in New York, better. I'm calling Hope, Henny.
1: <laughs> Again, it's actually Hope, New York for people who maybe miss that. Who actually need that know. as a
0: resource. Yes, Hope, New York.
1: Um, but something we haven't
0: gotten to do in forever because it just hasn't felt appropriate is talk about our three stars. Now, to be fair, there was an all star break in there. So, not to be all doom and gloom here. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about it. And, of course, as is with any any time that we take any sort of extended break from doing our three stars, I have no idea who um, who is going first here. So are we going to do the rock, paper, scissors thing again? Sure. Perfect. Okay. Throwing on shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, damn. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot uh uh-huh, I'll go first. Stunning. Um, I Somebody told me one time that there is a theory that men always throw a rock first, and so I refuse to. Oh. So it, for future reference, for future reference, I refuse to throw a rock first. Um, I'm a little disappointed in myself for getting this first because I actually don't know what I wanted to do. Um, so I think for me, um, I think really the third star is – the third star I'm actually going to go – with Boone, um, just for finding a way to put that game away on Tuesday. Obviously, really big, big win for this team in a really big game. You know, anytime you get a chance to knock off the the Capitals, especially in Washington, it's a welcome occasion for me. Um, You know, he gets a goal and an assist in that game. He gets an assist against Buffalo. So he's got three points in the two games that we're covering tonight. So I've got to go with Boone as my three. Moving on to my second star, it's got to be Trey Fixelansky. Just, you know, having the debut that he did, scoring an NHL game, or what, scoring his first NHL goal in his first NHL game, you know, great work by the kid. I say that. He might be older than me. I actually don't know how old he is. He's uh, 22. Okay, so he's younger than me, thank God. Um, <laughs> in my head. I actually don't know if I like that or hate that about the age that I am now. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, you know what, sir? Keep it up with the chicken breasts and the hot sauce and the mixed pasta. Uh, it seems to be working for you. Goal on Tuesday and assist on Thursday. And, uh, you know. Keep it going, keep it going. Hopefully his ice time picks up. I'm excited to see it. And I kind of talked about it already, but I mean my my first star has got to be Patrick Line. I mean, the guy's just showing up big right now, even when he's not scoring goals like tonight. Um, you know, you unless it gets disappointing because he didn't score two goals and it's like, oh my god, like is that, if that's the bar we're setting, like we're always we're gonna find ways to be disappointed pretty often. But nevertheless, I mean he still finds ways to make really, really great plays. I mean, that play to get Bjorky the puck was was sensational and you know for him four points in two games he's just he's just not stopping and i am excited to see what the rest of the season has in store for him i'm excited to see what the rest of his blue jackets career one of which i believe will be long and fruitful um has has in store
1: all right um I would love, I would love to say that mine are terribly different, but they're not really. Except there's kind of like doubles because I couldn't decide.
0: You'll maybe be surprised now or later.
1: None of them involve Elvis. No,
0: I know, I know. I just like you, like having a tie and your three, like
1: mm. yeah. So I mean, I think my third stars. My third star goes to the game winners of the last two games. So Boone and Jake Vortek. I mean, both of those situations, you know, I could talk for days about Boone and Boone being captain and how much Boone is, how much Boone being captain has been probably the best thing for him. Um, And just, How I, you know, can't wait to see how he grows within this role. Um, and just scoring that goal to keep us from going into overtime in a situation where we would have been facing Alexander Ovechkin in overtime like, just it's not like just all around applause. Um, and of course, Jakob Borchak, like, yes, it's only his second goal this season. Yes, we make fun of him because everyone wants him to start shooting more. But like, you know, he's he's learning how to come back into this team. He was playing in a very different situation in Philadelphia. And we need him for different things. We're getting him for, you know, his... You cannot argue with his assist record this season. Um, but it's nice to see him get, get one in the goal... Of his own, and not just there to help. So, those are my third stars. Second stars going to the the newbies. um One a true rookie. One has a little bit of little bit of time under his belt. But you know, Trey Fix Wolanski and Brandon Gauntz, like they have just been so helpful. The last two days. And it's so nice to see them both get, you know, quality things happening for themselves in helping out the rest of the team. So both of them get big goals, Trey gets an assist. Um, you know, this just hopefully we're gonna be seeing much more incredible things out of the two of them as we journey down this road of the second half of the season. And then very similarly, my number one star is the finish finisher himself, Mr. Patrick Laine. Um, I think we've pretty much said everything that we can, but he is on the fast track to being everything that we had hoped that he would be when we traded for him with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, and I think that anyone who says that we should trade him um, by the deadline or after the deadline. I don't think has much faith in the the things that I know Yarmo has set in motion that we all just don't know enough about yet. Um, I don't think I would have said this six months ago, but. We need Patrick lining. Should do everything that we can to keep Patrick here, um, because I think we will be a a mutually beneficial relationship. Um, are you gasping?
0: I am. I am. That feels like a, a substantial amount of growth for you.
1: It is. It is. But no, I feel I I do. I feel like it will be a mutually beneficial situation, both for Patrick. Um having patrick as a blue jacket long term or you know even if it's just like a 3 year extension um i think that does a lot of good for these years that we're going to go through um also does good for columbus to have a quote unquote superstar um you know cuz i think that we can still maintain a lot of what makes us special as a team and um encourage those those superstar moments but then also for Patrick too I talked about it in the last episode I think we're making him a better player I think that we are giving him a different set of skills that he didn't have before um so yeah I hope I hope he stays and I hope all the naysayers and weirdos who are like trade him for this that or the other thing like first of all those things never happen with the blue jackets um but I don't hopefully know
0: we we and David Savard for first round picks I feel like no but like I'm Con- talking like
1: trading for like big name like not that Patrick Line is not a big name but like these big name people like Connor McDavid
0: oh god no that will never happen yeah
1: like people who are crazy um so yeah so Patrick Line is my number one star Fair.
0: My two cents. I think you sign him for four or five years, uh, how, basically however much money he wants. Because literally everybody's going to be on an entry level contract. Like literally everybody's going to be on, making the least amount they're ever going to make on this team. You're going to have Ken Johnson, Karel Marchenko, Cole Sillinger for another two years after this year on an entry level contract. You've got defensemen on entry level contracts. You've got you know forwards on on cheap contracts. You've got one of the most underrated. Players in the NHL on a really, really, really responsible contract in Oliver Bjork's brand. I mean, money is no issue for this team. And so I just think it's going to be really interesting to watch how it happens. But, um, well, nevertheless, we
1: have have the cap space.
0: So, I mean, like, like, undoubtedly, we have the cap space. And of course, next year, you know, it tanks up a little bit just because of Zach's contract kicking in next year and and what have you. But the, the space is there. It's not, and also, like, I don't know how much more dramatic it's gonna be than what he's making now. I think he makes like seven five or something along those lines uh Patty does so it's like it's not gonna be that much more dramatic even if it's nine I mean a million and a half in this in what we have right now with the cap is we're not- still,
1: yeah, we're still under the cap even with Zach's pay increase and another million and a half potentially for patty like we're still under. <laughs>
0: And you probably are taking Max off of the books. I'm so sorry. We don't need to talk about that. But like, that's five million. Four point nine isn't what he makes. So like, that's five million. But like, it's just like there's a lot of money like there that like might not even be on the team next year. I just
1: feel like you could sorry. have not said that. We probably could have not. We were, but... st- we were still under. We were. You didn't need to mention it. We were still under the Cavs base.
0: Yeah, but we're gonna be extra under now um speaking of extra under thing they're not going great in montreal and that's where the jackets are heading next they're heading there on saturday um y'all remember we're just there about a week and a half ago so about two weeks from saturday um which was a 6-3 win against the montreal canadians in montreal so still no fans in montreal for that game but the jackets playing a weird 12 30 they'll
1: have they'll have 500 fans
0: So no fans are going to be at the game. Um, (laughs) And um, it still just feels so dystopian to me, um, to be honest with you, that that that's the reality in Montreal. But, you know, nevertheless, the Jackets are going to be heading to Montreal on Saturday to take on the Canadians. Um, And, you know, while while I work on getting Laura back into, into the broadcast, you know, the jackets, you know, they have this game on Saturday. Really, realistically, they have a chance, right? To 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 go on a three game tear, right? Against Montreal, stranger things have happened, right? Though they go to Buffalo, they almost lose tonight. They have to come back, and so um, you know th- they're going to find a way, I think. And so um, you know, being able to do that would be really good. And so, Laura, you decided to come back.
1: Oh. My god, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this Chromebook.
0: It just like stopped again,
1: yeah. It just stopped again.
0: Cool, I kept going, so it's all good. Um, there's no business like show business, ain't that right? But, um, just got done talking about how the Jackets have a real chance to go on a three game heater here against Montreal,
1: they do because they done fired their coach,
0: yeah. Martin yeah. St. Louis, former Blue Jackets assistant. Um, not assistant coach, but like he was a part of the staff. Uh, is yeah, there? He came a, to help
1: Cam. What you say? I said, I said he came, he came to help Cam. That's essentially what his role was.
0: Yeah, he was the power play guy. He was trying to get the power play to not you know suck, and it didn't go great. So shout out Montreal. Um, <laughs> but you know, Laura will obviously tell you where you can get this stuff, but um we're really excited as the jackets get closer to march march 1st is uh, hockey's for everyone night against the new jersey devils is that against the devils yes that is not the first time they play that game against the devils i wonder what what that affinity is nevertheless um <laughs> the jackets will play the devils on march 1st it's hockey is for everyone night um which celebrates Everyone who has any desire to be a part of the sport of hockey, regardless of their sexual orientation, their gender, their race, their socioeconomic status, you name it. Uh, it is a night to celebrate anybody and everybody who has an interest in this great game, which aligns so closely, I think, to what Laura and I have always envisioned for this podcast. And uh, for that reason, we're really excited for uh, from now until that game. So you're going to want to stock up. We're letting you know a little early. So that way – you can get your gear for the game. Uh, anything that is sold in our merchandise store that uh, has our pride logo on it. Um, you know, so mugs, shirts, stickers, you name it. All of those proceeds are going to go to You Can Play. So check out You Can Play. They are obviously really instrumental in the Hockey is for Everyone campaign. They're really, you know, uh, if you've heard of Pride Tape, they're big champions and and you know supporters of of that venture uh, of Curtis Gabriel, who who is also a big vocal advocate in terms of you know hockey equity. And so we're really excited to to give proceeds to that organization. And hopefully you all are as excited as I am to wear some subjectively speaking Pride merch. And uh, you know we'll celebrate hockey it's for everyone uh, night together on the first. But other than that, Laura, what else is on your radar?
1: Not a whole lot. I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, just general hockey craziness. Uh, As we said, the Canadians fired their coach today, the Oilers uh, fired their coach. Uh, You know, this is the part, part, this is the time of year where things start to get dicey, especially when you have, you know, teams like the Oilers who. I know their fans have been begging for to for them to get rid of their coach for a while now, uh, as he has been squandering the talent that is Connor McDavid. Um, and so, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens there. Been uh, quite a few suspensions uh, this week as well for players getting a little too uh, handsy when they're fighting uh nick felino's brother marcus got himself a two-game suspension um and then of course my least favorite human on the face of the planet brad marchand did not get long enough six-game suspension um for punching the pittsburgh goalie straight in the head
0: he Um, probably did get enough i'm gonna say six games was enough
1: i'm gonna go with it should have been ten I don't know.
0: I mean, this the guy is not who, his
1: first offense. This is not his first offense. I know, but it wasn't the
0: first offense for the guy who bit the guy, and he got two games.
1: True, but all I'm saying, it was not his first offense. He is, you know, serial at doing these kinds of things, and needs to be held accountable. And of course, there's all these things where he has come out and he's remorseful. I don't give a shit. Um. Yeah, not a fan. Should have been longer, but so lots of lots of interesting things around the hockey the hockey world. But you know, hopefully... there was a rumor
0: there was a rumor that John Tortorella might join Martin St. Louis' uh, coaching staff, but Tortorella said he'd be a terrible assistant, so he uh, obviously is not doing that.
1: Yeah, there's also enough drama about that whole situation where. It's feeling very boys club in Montreal with all of the coaching people suddenly being besties with their general manager but he's just hiring his friends. So I mean, it'll hey, be it'll whatever. be an interesting an interesting time, but it's also just, you know, he's just the temporary like coach, so we'll see if he it's uh offered past the rest of the season but it will be interesting
0: and then obviously the other thing that's on the horizon before we wrap up the trade deadline coming through and apparently um apparently the Edmonton Oilers thought that what the Jackets were asking for for um Giannis Corposalo was too rich so obviously teams are poking around on Corpy um and apparently the asking price was the second and a third and uh, they said, no. <laughs> so don't expect the return on U.S. Corpus solid to be anything too high, folks. That's my last little tidbit of info.
1: <laughs> it's going to be exciting times.
0: March is going to be here before we know it, friends. But, uh, of course, you can keep up with us and all of the exciting and fun things that are happening with Subjectively Speaking and the Columbus Blue Jackets by following us everywhere. Laura, are you going to let the nice folks know where they can do that?
1: I am. You can follow us on social media and Twitter and Instagram at subjectivelypod. Um, You can follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. If you want to check out our website, you can go to subjectivelyspeaking.com. And like Jeremy said earlier, we are doing a very special February merch um, special. <laughs> it's a special special um, in support of You Can Play. Um, so again, Anything purchased from our website with our Pride logo between now and March 1st, um, all of the proceeds will be good donated to. You can play and you can check out our merch at subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. That link will also go up with all the advertising that we're doing for this merch special, so it'll be easy for everyone to find. And then you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Um, again, we, it is new, but you can rate and review on Spotify. And again, I'm not even gonna. It's just you know my plea that someone, anyone, you know, rate or review. I'm not even asking for both. Rate or review on Apple Podcasts.
0: I'll give you a kiss.
1: <laughs> there you if go. You,
0: if you rate our podcast, one more.
1: There's your incentive. I'll bake you cookies or a pie. The other thing
0: I'm realizing, we still haven't, I don't know that anybody has bought merch since we did the call out to folks to get free tickets. Corinne did, but she said she didn't want them. So um, offer is still on the table to the first person who buys merch from our merch store. Uh, Try to get yourself some free tickets to Columbus Blue Jackets game. So uh, check that out. You're going to want to check that out. But until next time, we'll be talking to you next Tuesday, hopefully talking about Owen over the Canadians. Um, hopefully the only thing good about that trip is the poutine. Or hopefully the only thing that's not good about that trip is the poutine. Sorry. Um, and we will talk to you all on Tuesday. Bye.